Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Work From Home Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Wilson, where I ask super adventurous and down-to-earth work-from-home nomads from all over the world. The same questions and the resulting stories are always different, interesting, and exhilarating. And today, I have the privilege of interviewing the one and only, the guy that everybody loves, Mateus. Mateus, how are you doing today, bro? I'm good. What a pleasure. Thanks God it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. I agree with that, Mateus. Yeah. Now, um, where are you right now? Now I'm in Sao Paulo. In Sao Paulo. And some days in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, and that is where you grew up, right? Um, from Rio Claro? Yeah, from place in the countryside of Sao Paulo. But I moved to here since I, went, since I was 17. So I used to live here more than that. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, and just so everybody knows, uh, I met Mateus in the beautiful city, beautiful island of Florianopolis. And uh, I'm really excited to interview Mateus today because he has a very interesting story. So first, let's just get down to uh, a little bit more of a background from Mateus. Uh, he studied business administration. Um, and after graduation, you started working in the automotive industry. And I believe that is your current job today. Is that correct? Yes, I was born in the automotive industry and I still there until today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you are a product manager at um, Renault, right? Yeah. Um, Volkswagen and Renault, uh, they're, they're the same company? No. No, no. different companies. One is German and another one is French. <laughs> Lots of different cultures. Gotcha, gotcha. So you moved to Renault by indication. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, so you're a product manager at Renault. Uh, what product do you manage? Do you mind me asking? Yeah, like I'm working on after sales. So basically, Basically, I'm selling parts and working on uh, all the strategic behind this. Uh, we have different kind of segments of parts. Uh, for example, we have maintenance parts for revisions, and we're working on the strategy of uh, for all these items and how to do the right price and how to how to increase the profitability and so on. Okay, very cool, very cool, um, and. So you started this, let's go to the travel side now. So you started yeah. this work from home nomad lifestyle just last year, right? Because of the result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah. I used to say that in the automotive industry, uh, we are a little, a little bit more uh, bureaucratic. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah related to the culture of the organizations. And the work from home, like the home office, was kind of a pilot for us uh -huh. in the yeah. past. We couldn't imagine that we had the pandemic like we are facing nowadays. Uh, but we were piloting uh, once in a month to do the work from home. Gotcha. Uh, different different uh, mentality. If you compare yeah. to the other companies, startups, or the IT companies that used to do it a little bit with more frequency. Mm -hmm. But then came the pandemic and we were 
forced to to work from home uh, seven days in a week. Uh-huh. And since then, I started and it, like I had the chance to conciliate my dream that uh-huh. was to be a nomad uh, <laughs> with uh, with my career. So it would be awesome. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations. That sounds very cool. Um, and I think it's uh, very interesting with Mateus' story here. Uh, as he mentioned, he's in a typically an old school type industry yeah. where the idea of work from home is uh, prior to 2020, probably uh, outlandish, you know, like it's outrageous. Why would you ever work from home? You know, that kind of mentality. And my first job personally was in oil and gas and it had a similar you know, similar vibe where it's like work from home. No, that's, you shouldn't be doing that. Or, you know, in, in rare cases you can be doing that, but I, uh, I should say that typically it's not common. Um, whereas in more, uh, I guess, newer industries like software, it's probably more common. Um, IT. Uh, yeah, so most, I think- Most of the guys that, we, that I met uh, are from mm-hmm. the IT industry or some startups. Yeah, exactly. And I think Mateus' stories uh, can be, I think, inspiring for some, you know, in, typical, in typically different industries where, um, and, and I love interviewing different people uh, with different backgrounds. And I think Mateus is a perfect uh, example of, hey, I'm in the automotive industry, I'm a product manager, but I'm still doing this work from home and travel at the same time. Uh, so I guess my next question for you, Mateus, is, you know, what, what inspired you to start this lifestyle? Uh, well, as I said, I always had a dream to be a nomad. Since I started travel in 2010, that was my first solo travel. And I can describe myself like a solo traveler. I love to travel alone. Uh, and I was thinking like, I want to live this life, but how can I conciliate that with my career? I don't want to quit my job and focus mm-hmm. on my career. Uh, as a product manager, um, and I want—I don't want to do it just in the holidays. So, just mainly because of the pandemic, I could conciliate the both things. Uh, but this is a dream from long time ago, and I remember like it was yesterday. I was in a meeting in August, and since the beginning of the pandemic, like I went to my mother's house with just. Three, uh, I went to my mother's to my mother's house to spend one week with just a few pieces of clothes. And I <laughs> stayed there for four, four months in the beginning of the pandemic since mm-hmm. March. Yeah. And we were always we were always thinking like we're gonna come back, we're gonna return in April, we're gonna return in July, we're gonna return in April, August. Uh, and I remember that we had one meeting and my boss said, okay. We're not going to return this year. Uh, We're going to rebuild our office Mm -hmm. uh, and not going to return in 2020. At the next day, I bought a ticket, a plane ticket from Rio to Curitiba, where I met Guilherme there. I asked Guilherme, (laughs) he he lived in Curitiba, and I asked, okay, Guilherme, can I stay one week in your house? I'm planning to live a nomad life stay just a few weeks in some places. And, and my first plan was to go in Dao in Brazil until uh, Argentina. 
Uh, and he said, okay, I'm also interested in, can I join you? And like, as you know, it met us. We are almost in this life together. But since I got this news that we are not going to return this year, at the same day, I bought a ticket. And the next day, I traveled to Curitiba to never come back home. Yeah. I'm, I'm just home right now, but I'm come back traveling next month. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. Shout out to gear, May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you said, uh, I think you said 2010, was it your first time traveling solo? Yes. When I was 15. So that was Toronto. Was it Toronto or was it a different uh, yes, trip? Yeah. Yes, it was Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? Um, you were traveling by yourself uh, as a 15 year old. Uh, you know, what did you learn from that trip? And were you, were you nervous? Were you scared? How did you overcome those fears? Yeah. Uh, first of all, like I was planning to go to Disney as a lot of childs in my age, uh, <laughs> from yeah. the, the city that I'm, I'm coming from. And my father always stimulated me to, to work on my career and, and try to improve, uh, myself and the English and to learn English is something that is really important. He thought that uh, doing and study abroad could be awesome for me. So uh, he convinced me myself to, to move to Toronto to study English. And so do I, I went there with 15 years and I used to say that it was crazy. It was my first experience. I, at, at the time when I was 15 years, uh, I can't say that I could enjoy more, but some things I could do, couldn't do because I was uh, with a lower age. <laughs> Got it, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had a lot of friends and, I say, brothers and sisters who lived with me in the host family that were older than me. But I used to say that I made some mistakes that helped me to a lot to how to, to figure out, uh, improve my travel skills, you know. Uh, yeah. Even in the airport or, like, how to manage your money. Mm -hmm. And I was a really shy person, like using, and uh, for example, if I want to ask something to the wait waitress, like I wasn't too shy to do it. And I was alone with a lot of guys, a lot of people from the entire place of the world. It helped me a lot to, to improve a little bit, be more, more outgoing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, just out of curiosity, when you say travel skills, uh, can you expand a little bit more about that? Uh, what did you mean by that? And what were some of the examples of the travel skills that you learned? Uh, uh, like say, at the airport and yeah, as I say, like, For people that travel, that travel for the first time, like being in the airport alone could be a little bit uh, uh, scary. Like yeah. basic things for us that are used to do this a lot, like how to find your gate, how, how to don't lose your check-in, and at that time, 2010, we didn't have online check-in. We didn't have even uh, like the 3G as we have today. Like if mm -hmm. in 2010, I want to call to my parents. I had to I took, to put some credit in my phone and call to them. Like the internet were not so were not so advanced like nowadays. So these yeah. kind of things and how to manage your money. Like when when I was 15, and I saw. Like we are from Brazil and you used to know that like United States and Canada, like in America in general, 
things are cheaper and you go there, you see, oh, I can buy a PlayStation, I can buy a notebook, I can buy a lot of things <laughs> and how you manage your money because you have to live, like you have to eat, you have to do your necessities. Uh, yeah. So it was important. Uh, this kind of things, I think. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and you know, recently you you've started uh, applying those skills. I'm sure, but you you don't even have to try now. Fast forward to 2020. Um, you're living this lifestyle. You're fulfilling your dream as a work from home nomad. Uh, when you're working, how do you stay focused and disciplined? Yeah, th this is a good question because. I choose to stay in hostels. Uh, personally, hmm. I like it better than staying in Airbnb or the, another kind of uh, hotels and so on. Because I like the environment. Uh, I, I like to, to meet people, to enjoy another, with another people. I like parties, I like drinking. Uh, and of course, it's difficult because when you are in the hostel, and I talk, I talk with uh, with this matter a lot with the people, because when you live in the hostel, and you are there, you you are there like from three months, and every week just arrive new people that goes to the place we say just a weekend or just three days, and like a person, a friendly person like me that wants to make. A lot of people welcome feeling home. Uh, are always invited to parties to to lose the focus from some many reasons to do trails, to go to the beach, to to do a lot of to explore the city. And and I say to everyone that you have to keep focus because we're gonna meet a lot of people that are going to spend just few days here, where is now our home. And you're going to be invited every day to something that will <laughs> gonna lose your focus. So right. you have to be really, uh, you have to be organized, people. Like you have to be organized to mm -hmm. to keep the focus on your job uh, because you have to perform. Your company expecting you to perform, uh, and also you can conciliate with the yep. parties, with the with the friendship that is going to make. Uh, my main advice is like to be organized that you can do both things and find find a place that can feel cozy to work. If you're feeling cozy to work, mm -hmm. uh, locked in a room. Uh, if you prefer to work on a co on a cafe or in, in uh, co-working, like uh, Celine in Floripa has a good structure that works just fine for me. Mm -hmm. So find a place that you feel comfortable uh, and be organized that you can conciliate the both things. Yeah, I think that's good advice because typically it's tr trial and error. You have to, everybody's different. Some people prefer to work just in their own room, some, like me. Some people yeah. prefer to work in a co-working space. Um, they need interaction, human interaction. And that's that's fine. And I think it's really important to to understand what um, what you want, right? So I think that's, that's a good point. And my next question, you kind of already just touched on this, but how do you make friends? when you're traveling by yourself. And you just mentioned that there's a lot of opportunities to meet people in hostels. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if a lot of people had the experience to stay just a few days at 
in some hostel or other hostel structure. And I can say that it's awesome, right? I started to be in a hostel because of the condition, because it's cheaper to be at hostel than being in a hotel or an and some Airbnb. And I, uh, since I have more like uh, conditions to pay in a hotel today or Airbnb, I, I keep staying at hostels, mostly because of the environment. So, for example, in a hostel, you are most of the most of the time you can stay in a single room, but the fun part is to be in a shared room. Uh, you are you are dividing a room with another people. So it's the first time you can talk and, and start some new conversations and like, okay, I'm new here. What are you going to do tonight? What are you going to plan? What are you planning to do at this weekend? So you are in a shared room. It's easier to to start new conversations. The second point is that every hostel has a common area. So at the common area, you, you used to stay to drink, to have some games, to 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 talk with them, to, to, to new peoples. And some hostels have some activities to join people together. As the hostel that we are, that the day that I met you, we opened the bar at the hostel and it was a good chance to to integrate the people, to meet new people. Even I, if I met you outside of the hostel, I brought you at my hostel to meet the people and to, to have the conversations uh, and the fun together. So I think right. this is important. And that's how I met lots of people that I will bring with me to life. That's very cool. No, thanks uh, for sharing that. Um, what do you think are the advantages of this lifestyle? And what do you think are the disadvantages of this lifestyle? Ah, difficult question. I think advantage, like you, I think if you love travel, you can conciliate your job with the travel lifestyle and be any place you want at at time you want. Uh, I think when you conciliate your routine that is highly demanded, when you're highly demanded and you have a lot of work to do and you can conciliate with the environment that you can still live a good life with some friends. Uh, like when you can see, as you can see here, I'm working inside my home, but when I was in Floripa, I was, um, my, my office was, facing in front of the lake. So it made me feel cozy. Like when I had a tough meeting, I look to the lake and say, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a peace here. Uh, it's good for, <laughs> for myself. Uh, but I think the main advantage is to, you can conciliate your, your routine and make things that you, you like it uh, and, and make you feel in peace or make you feel relaxed. Uh, and help you to uh, deliver, deliver more in your job, to, to perform better in your job. So since I started this life, I can say 100% sure that I'm, I'm performing better at my work. Mm. Uh, the main, I think, the advantage is that I don't see many, but you have to be a really organized people, like, you, you can spend a lot of money if you're not being organized because mm -hmm. if you live in a house like me, um, 
you're gonna have some new expenses that you don't have usually when you're in your house here and you have to be a really organized people to to live this life without uh spend a, little, a lot more money that spend more money that you earn you know but i think mm -hmm. adventures uh, my main goal is to convince most people to 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 try to live this life <laughs> try to encourage more people to to live this life yeah i would be there yeah no that's great um and i think that what you just said um with the advantages that you're actually more productive since you started this work from home nomad lifestyle. And I can say the same thing for myself. Um, I'm working in an Airbnb right next to the beach. And for some people, they might think, hey, like you're probably distracted by the waves, by the gorgeous view of the ocean every day. And I say, nuts really. Um, I know what I need to get done And it's really important to me that I get it done because I love this lifestyle and I know that I can afford to do it because um, I'm productive. And with that mindset, I feel like I'm more productive because of that, because I have the motivation to continue to deliver uh, value to my customers and my uh, company from anywhere in the world. Uh, is that how you feel too? Yes, I think you have to be in a place that you feel comfortable. And of course, that you have the minimal requirements to work uh, from home, like good internet, uh, a place that you can plug in with the energy to charge your computer and, and so on. You have to, to be in a place that you feel comfortable and you have the minimum requirements to work. Uh, and also you can conciliate your routine with things that make you feel better and will help you to perform better. Like, for example, if I was at Praia Mole today, at the lunchtime, I will go to the Selina Beach Club to lunch, uh, looking to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that break, uh, we like in the companies, we talk a lot, of, uh, even more uh, of this kind of uh, discompression, you know, uh, to have some breaks, Uh, to to break the pressure that you are inserted in your in your in your routine. So, for example, that lunch, looking to the beach, looking to the waves, listening to good music, uh, talking with some friends, it's a good uh, uh, breaking that will will have we uh, will help me to return after lunch performing better. We will return like we can say recharged, 100 to work uh, and performing better. So these kind of examples uh, are something that I really, I really, I really like and, and I really think are some different things that work from home can provide to you. you know? Yeah, very cool. I agree, I agree with that. All right, so Mateus, you are Brazilian. I yeah. am, I'm American, I'm a gringo, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, your story, Uh, my story, the people's uh, stories who I've interviewed, um, or the, the people who I've interviewed and their stories, uh, they're, they're pretty similar. So what message do you have for the non-Brazilians, the non-Americans, you know, like the other people? Because I feel like the, the message is the same, right? You've, you've met people from all over the world, 
during your travels over the last decade. Uh, so, you know, would you agree with that? This work from home nomad lifestyle can apply to just anybody. Yes, totally agree. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're from Brazil, you're from, if you're from America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Oceania, it, it will apply for everyone. As I say, you just need to be inserted in a place that you feel comfortable and you feel, you're feeling great yourself. And if you love and travel, there's no excuses to do it. Uh, you just have to be a little bit organized to conciliate your routine with the things that living in a normal life can provide to you. Uh, and it's guaranteed that you're feeling better, you're performing well, you're be a happier, uh, hap uh, like the happiest people. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I, I'm 100% guaranteed. It changes my life. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. Uh, and so you started the work from home nomad lifestyle just last year. You begun in Floripa um, or your first major trip was in Floripa. Now you're in Sao Paulo. You're going to the northeast of Brazil. Yeah. What, what's next? What plans do you have for the future? So my first plan was to go in Dao until, uh, until arriving in Argentina maybe Ushuaia, like started, uh, I started in Rio, then Curitiba, then Floripa, and my planning was to go in down in Brazil. And now I'm going to Northwest, and my plan is to go in up. I don't have like limits. I'm going, like, as I say to you, and I show you the, the map in Brazil, the Northwest, the states are really close. So you can go mainly change the states by car. Like I'm going to receive for in February, you can go to Recife to João Pessoa, that is another state for just one and a half hour by car. So mm -hmm. I'm just going up, 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 and I have, I, I have no final point. I know that one day I will have to return to the office. We will return working on a hybrid uh, style of, uh, of working. Half of the time at the office, half the time at home. So I think I can still conciliate to places that are close to my to my office. But until this day uh, didn't come, I don't have final plan. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Okay, um, and so let me think. So. You, you've been to Toronto, Canada. That was your first major international experience. And then another notable experience that you've had in the past was Malta. It was yeah. your first time in Europe. It was your second exchange program. Um, this time you were a little bit more experienced, right? You were, yeah, yeah. I think, 18 years old. Uh, and so can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? And I was able to buy beer and drinks at the, at the club without, like, <laughs> I, I had more beer and this kind of stuff. I, I was able to buy drinks <laughs> better. But I used to say that Malta is the best place for the travelers because it's an island that joined, I think, three basic things that uh, makes uh, a good tourism place. Uh, first, the parties are so good in Malta, so the nightlife in Malta are awesome. Mm -hmm. The landscapes in Malta are outstanding. The beaches, the Mediterranean feeling, and the historic 
background of Malta because they are an island uh, between Africa and, and Europe. And during the, the, all the wars in the world, the first war, the second wars, uh, the Crusaders, uh, they trying to dominate Malta because it's a strategic point. So the historical background are awesome. So if you love story, you just go there. If you love party, you go there. If you love landscape, beaches, you go there. Like I think I thought it's the best place to visit. And I had to chance. Uh, today is more common, but at the time in 2014, well, it were more uh, unknown places to study abroad, like to study English. Yeah. Uh, I used I said that I didn't know that Malta was a country. Uh, <laughs> I just know because my father presented myself. And because of I was because of Malta, because that time in Malta, I started my first backpacking. And it was the love, uh, it became the love of my life. Backpacking, travel, solo travel and doing backpacking is the thing that I love most in my life. And in Europe, it's really cheap to travel. Like you can buy a, t a plane ticket. I don't know in America. Maybe it's the same because you have some low cost. Uh, but you can buy you can buy a plane ticket with uh, Ryanair and EasyJet uh, with nine euros, ten euros. So I started my first backpacking alone because of this experience that I had in Malta. So mm -hmm. it was uh, the first contact that I had backpacking. Since then, I never stop. Every every year, I can make a new backpacking. Very cool. And I guess uh, going down south, uh, you I I was stalking your Instagram, and you have also been to Namibia in Africa. Yeah. How how was that experience? That oh, that was awesome. Like, I rent a car and I did a solo travel during eleven days from the south to the north of the country. I think uh, I did almost 9,000 kilometers in 11 days. And the culture of the landscape is you're being inserted in one of the country with the lowest uh, demographic densities. So you travel a lot, you drive a lot without seeing nobody uh, <laughs> because the country is, good, is big and the population are uh, like spread, uh, and was like one of the best experience that I ever had. Like they say, if you want, if you're planning to go to to the Africa, just consider visiting Namibia instead of South Africa. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, uh, I want to go there one day. I haven't been to Namibia yeah. yet. Let, uh, let's talk. I want to I wanna do it again this travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do when it one day. All right. So uh, back to work. Uh, so whenever you chose this job to be a product manager at Renault, um, did you have the attention that you were going to say that you were going to become a work from home nomad one day? Or did you have no idea? No. Uh, my first, uh, I put in front the my career, like I, I, how can I say? My priority is my career. Right. Even if I love to travel, to do backpacking, and I do it every, every year as I can. Yeah. My priority is my career. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, 
or I quit my job and started make living this life mm-hmm. because I, I was when I, when I started backpacking, I was fa- I was fascinated by the word packers. You know uh-huh. word packers? Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know word packers, they change uh, the accommodation and food for uh, work. So you work at reception of the hostel in the bar of the hostel, and you have like a flexible uh, schedule. You work 25 hours per uh, week, uh, so five hours per day, uh, and you change accommodation and food for your work. So I became fascinated by the backpack backpackers, and I say, okay, I, I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna took a sabbatical year and maybe do a work packer. And I will have to quit my quit my job, right? And today I'm not considering that because I'm really focused on my career, and mm-hmm. I'm really happy at the place that I that I am in the, at this moment. And the second thing that I, I didn't want to uh, is to be uh, old, and I don't know the word in English, but when you're you don't have to work anymore and just uh, earn some money from the government, the government, uh-huh. you're retired. Mm-hmm. And but I would not uh, enjoy as I can do doing this today. Mm-hmm. So I had this dream, like sleeping in the box here, and trying to figure out how can I put it outside of the box. And then came the pandemic and changed everything. And here am I today. That's uh, that's inspiring. Thanks for sharing that, Mateus. So mm-hmm. I think that. Um, Again, I can't stress this enough, and especially with Mateus's story, is that um, in the past, you would have had to quit your job. In the past, you would have had to um, take an e-commerce uh, or a digital marketing job where there's no certainty. You don't know if you're going to make it or not. Um, but now, the one silver lining of the uh, unfortunate pandemic is that we have these opportunities. Companies are realizing, even companies in the automotive industry, an old school industry, are realizing that, hey, people can be arguably more productive when they work from home. And Mateus is a perfect example of somebody who has taken advantage of the opportunity um, to fulfill his dream. Uh, so just thanks for being on the show today, Mateus. Uh, I guess, um, do you have any opinions on the, the future of work from home and travel at the same time. Um, any last um, thoughts before we close today? Okay. Uh, first of all, it was a pleasure. <laughs> I talked to you a lot about regarding this interview because as I said, my main goal is to encourage people to, to, to experience this life. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, the future will be something close to the the future that we are drawing here in Renault that is working in a hybrid uh, kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why, mainly because first, we saw that we could be productive working from home. Yeah. And second, uh, it's, it's something that is true. The, mainly the companies are looking forward to reduce the fixed costs, Office and one of the one of the biggest fixed costs are the rent. Mm-hmm. We are in the one of the most expensive places in São Paulo, and we sell we sold 
50% of our building. And so we're going, and we rebuilt our office in more a new way, like a co-working way. So we had some uh, the pressure area, we have a new, uh, uh, a new uh, furniture is a place more to feeling cozy, some phone cabinets, things to look a lot like more a new company and more like a co-working. So you will, I, I don't going to have my table anymore. I will have to book online. And I don't know if I can sit, I'm working at the after sales. I can, I can sit uh, next to the guy from the marketing, next to the guy from the sales, next to the guy from the financing. So the companies I'm looking for to reduce the cost, the fixed cost, and to provide a better environment to the to the employers. So I think the future will be more more uh, will be better for the work from not from home. Yeah. And the, the the big companies maybe will uh, adopt some hybrid uh, hybrid style of of work. And I think it's going to be be good. Like. You can spend more time with your family. You can spend more time in your house. Yeah. Or traveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even for non uh, nomads, work from home nomads, it's good for people with families so they can spend more time with their families. Um, they can attend to their children. Uh, it's just more flexible. Um, and the fact that I've started, and, and I'm going on a tangent here, but the fact that I started this uh, work from home, uh, lifestyle um, about three years ago. I've actually been home and have spent more time with my family than I did previously, which is ironic because I'm always in a different country, right? Uh, but, you know, my first job was in Houston, Texas, which is a six hour drive. I only went home like twice or three times a year. Me but with, me yeah, with this me lifestyle, I'm actually home more, you know, <laughs> with my parents. Yes. And yes. yeah. In the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, uh, I spent three months, four months with my with, in my parents' house, and after that, uh, be, uh, sorry, uh, before the pandemic, like I used to visit my house like three times a year, as you said. Yeah. Never spent yeah. so uh, so much time with my family as mm-hmm. I did since the pandemic. So. Uh, I know it's a worldwide crisis, but in some points, I'm really thankful for what happened in 2020. Yeah. More time with my family and, and living a dream that I always dream. Yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely a silver lining that um, people like you have, you know, taken advantage of. And it's it's just a great thing. Um, and I think what you said earlier about office spaces, uh an example, an American example is Pinterest, right? Pinterest canceled their San Francisco lease um, in the first quarter of 2020. And I believe the cost was $89 million. And Pinterest decided that it was worth, worth it to cancel their rent, to pay the $89 million because they say, I don't believe that this is the future. So I'm going to pay the city of San Francisco $89 million. So it just kind of shows that just, you know, what Mateus was saying, what I'm saying right now is that everybody's starting to realize that it's just not worth it to, um, to, to have hoard all the space and, 
and understand that the future is more flexible than what we thought previously. Yeah, yeah, I agree. agree 100%. Yeah, awesome. All right, Mateus, I I feel like we're at like 40 minutes or something. I think this is my first 40 minute episode, uh, but it was worth every single second. Uh, Again, I think uh, your story is really inspiring and that you really have your priorities straight. You say, my career is my first priority. And with everything that's been going on, you found an opportunity, you you took advantage of it, you ran away with it, um, and now you're living your dream. So first of all, congratulations. Second of all, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you very soon. Thank you, Wilson. And of course, we'll see you soon. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>